everybody, welcome to This Good Word, episode 14. The word today is expanse. This is week three of my beginning series, and I want to talk today about what happens inside of you when you say yes to life. I want to talk about the uncomfortable, sometimes thrilling, and sometimes nauseating process of expanding so that you can do something generative, something that brings hope and joy and beauty to your own life and to the world. I want to talk about what I see happening on day two of creation when an expanse is created between the waters. And I want to give you some language to explain what's happening in you after the light pierces the darkness of day one in your life. I want to talk about how that feels like the end, but it's really only a beginning. Let there be light and let there be rescue from darkness is beautiful, but it's only there so that you can go on a journey of expansion. So let's talk about day two. Before we do that, some shout outs. I want to shout out to Canada tonight. According to the stats that I look at, there are 1,029 listens from Canada. I can't tell where that is, but hello, Canada. From the west, from the east, from the central regions, all the provinces of Canada, we say hello. Uh, And thank you for listening. Really, really, really. And I want to say thank you to all of you who are sharing about my book, Beginnings. Uh, I am going to link on the show notes. I'm going to send you a link to the Dropbox folder that you can get a hold of all the memes Uh, from the different days of creation for my book that you can have for yourself. You can share them on Facebook and Instagram if you'd like. That would be awesome from my standpoint. Uh, You can just have them. They were created from the good folks at Tyndale from David. Thank you, David. And uh, they are really, really cool. So I'm going to give you a link on my show notes to that. I'm also doing a book giveaway. I'm going to give up seven. I'm going to give away seven books, seven beginnings books, before they officially launch on January 1st. I have the final copy. I have a bunch of them at my house. And what I want to do is give away some. So uh, you need to email me or post a picture on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter at Steve Weens. You got to tag me and you got to use the hashtag beginnings book. Tell me why you need a copy of this book soon. I will sign it. I will mail to you totally free. I just want to hear from you why you think you need it. That could be a hilarious reason. It could be a poignant reason. It could be a real reason. Uh, it could be a beautiful made-up reason. Uh, I will use a completely random selection process of my own judgment to pick which one gets it. But once a week, all the way up to release day, I'll be giving away some books. So get in on that, people. Okay, so let's, let's dive in. Episode 14, Expanse. Sometime during the last year, I realized that my rhythms, my disciplines that got me this far to age 45, uh, it planted a church, they helped me plant a church, write a book, uh, run the Grand Canyon, do all kinds of, all kinds of things. But those rhythms, those disciplines that took me this far weren't going to take me the rest of the way. And I shouldn't be surprised by that because, after all, I am not a noun, I'm a verb, I'm becoming, I am not who I was yesterday or last year or 10 years ago. But it kind of came to uh, me as a surprise. Uh, I have some rhythms and routines in my life, some ways in which I take care of myself, 
and the ways in which I connect with God. And most of those things, though they are good, they have sort of run out of their ability to help me center and help me be the kind of person that I want to be in the world with God and with others and with myself. And so I feel as though I am on a threshold, like imagine an actual threshold, not a metaphorical one, even though it is, but imagine standing underneath a doorway and looking back, you see the room that you're coming from and looking forward, you see the room that you're heading into. And the room that you're coming from is all the rituals, all the rhythms, all the ways in which you are. And the room that you're heading into is sort of foggy. You don't exactly know what's in that room. You just know you're headed into it and you need to head into it. And so there is a sense in which I'm asking myself the question, what do I need to release or let go of in the old room that I'm coming out of? And what do I need to embrace or grab a hold of as I head into this new space, this new room? Another way to ask that is, how do I need to say yes to expanding, to becoming uh, not more in the sense of like more capacity, but more in the sense of I am always becoming, and I believe that in this season in my life, there are just some things that I will need to do and that I think I'm being called by God to do. And in order to do those things well, I need to expand. So that's what I want to talk about today. So on day one of creation, as we looked at last week, uh, there is tohu vavohu, it's darkness, it's chaos, it's emptiness, it's a void, excuse me. <coughs> I think that's my first cough in 14 episodes. There you go. A little bit of a scratchy throat tonight on Thanksgiving Eve. Anyway, on day one uh, of creation, there is spoken by God this phrase, let there be light. And we learned last week, it's not the light of the sun, it's a different light entirely. It's the kind of light that symbolizes God's presence, being active and pulling light out of darkness. There's a sense of being rescued on day one. There's a sense that we will move from being stuck, being frightened, being in fear to a whole different way of being. That's day one. But that's not the end. That's not like you are not in the promised land there. That's not the end of your story. It's actually only the beginning. And on day two, the voice of God says, and again, Genesis 1 is a poem. There's a rhythm to it. But on day two, God says, let there be an expanse between the waters. So you get a picture that all that was was a big, confusing set of waters. And in order for there to be land in which people could live on and trees could grow on and animals could prance on, there needed to be a separation between the sky above and the waters below. So God said, let there be an expanse. And there was. And the Hebrew word for expanse is rakia. And it means literally to hammer out you get the sense that there is like if you are an artist and you're trying to cover something with a, a fine metal, like a like an object, a ball, or maybe a trophy of some kind, and you're covering it with a precious metal, you're going to have to heat that metal up. And then when that starts to, to get hard again, you're going to have to hammer that out so that it takes the form that it needs to take. So rakia literally means to be hammered out. That's what it feels like 
so often when it comes to being expanded. You are stretched, you grow, and you expand. I remember when Mary, my wife, was pregnant with our twins, and for the first maybe 16, 17 weeks, it acted sort of like a normal pregnancy, but after about 16, 17 weeks, there was an almost terrifying and claustrophobic nature to the way that she was expanding. Everything inside of her was being squashed so that these two little boys could grow in her womb. And uh, she woke up many times at night and she couldn't breathe. She felt anxious. She had to pace around. Expanding to hold new life is actually really uncomfortable. In some ways, it's less uncomfortable than being lost in day one in the darkness of Tohu Vavohu in day one, because at least when you're being expanded, you have some sense of what's happening to you, but it's very uncomfortable. And saying yes to being expanded is very courageous. So in this time in my life, when I'm sensing that I need to become something that I'm not currently there yet, the sense of being expanded ha- is both exciting for me and also uncomfortable. Because again, I am having to let go of certain things, let go of certain ways of being, let go of certain expectations of how life will be. And I'm needing to grab on to new things. And those new things, new ways, new practices and disciplines feel awkward at first. Uh, And I think you know what I'm talking about. Anytime you've ever said goodbye to a certain way of life and hello to another way of life, maybe you've moved, maybe you've started a new job, maybe you have a new baby in your house, maybe you've just gotten married and you're having to say goodbye to all kinds of rhythms that were really natural and normal to you and say hello to things that are completely unnatural and unnormal to you so that you can experience and carry more life. This is exactly what was happening to Mary when she was pregnant with the twins. She carried those twins all the way up to 38 weeks. And she had to learn some really new ways of doing things and new ways of being, new ways of trusting, new ways of resting, new ways of launching into her life uh, a little bit slower than she was used to, a little bit slower than what she wanted to. So day two, expanse is all about intentionally growing so that you can hold more life. And some of you listening to that know exactly what I'm talking about. You are leaving something in order to go to something new, and you need to grow in order to do it. Uh, The famous story of the Exodus found in the second book of the Bible in the Exodus, Moses, as we saw last week, leads the children of Israel out of Egypt and into the promised land eventually. But before they get there, they walk into uh, a very precarious place. So they've left Egypt. There is about, some scholars say, close to a million people who have left. These are children. These are grandmothers. These are fathers and mothers and aunts and uncles, probably some dogs, definitely some cattle. And they're all in this line walking away from Egypt. But Pharaoh has changed his mind. Pharaoh sends Pharaoh's army out to get them, out to Um, get them back because the slave labor force he's just realized is now gone and there's no way he's just realizing and he's not coming to kill them he's coming to re-enslave them and so they the children of Israel come to this very precarious place when they get to 
the Red Sea. And there's this moment in Exodus 14 where the Red Sea is impassable and standing out in front of them. And they look behind them and they see this big cloud of dust gathering and they can hear the hooves of the, of the horses and the soldiers and the chariots are bearing down on them. And in the scriptures, it says that they are camped in this place called Pi-Hahiroth. And that's Hebrew for the mouth of freedom. They're literally standing waiting because that's what Moses tells them to do in their fear. They are standing at the mouth of freedom with Pharaoh's army behind them and the impassable Red Sea in front of them. And Moses says, wait. And God commands Moses to stretch out his hand. And what happens to the Red Sea, the waters, is they part. Let there be an expanse between the waters. This is day two all over again, even though we're in Exodus 14. Can you see it? Day one was the burning bush. Let there be light. Day two is um, the God is separating the light out from the darkness, the children of Israel out from Egypt. And in order to do it, we have to pass through the waters. I mean, it is so poetic. And they're standing at the mouth of freedom. And so they walk through on dry land and they head toward the promised land. But as many of you know, they sp- instead of going right to the promised land, a journey that would have taken about two weeks, they wander around in the wilderness for 40 years as they learn to be the community of God a community that blesses the world, a community that reflects God to the world. It takes them 40 years wandering in the wilderness. And that, my friends, must have been a very frustrating and scary time as they wander and as they expand so that they can be everything that God wants them to be in the world. They're not ready yet to occupy the promised land. They're not ready yet to become the people that God wants them to be. They need to expand. And so they spend 40 years wandering out around the wilderness in order to expand. And it's interesting in the scriptures, the word 40, the number 40, not a word, it's a number. The number 40 is used so many different times. And every time you see the word 40, you need to know that's the writer saying that something is about to die and something is about to be born. Something is about to expand. Jesus in the wilderness, his faith is about to expand. The children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years, their their ability to be a community is going to expand. 40 days and 40 nights, Noah floats on the water. A whole new way, a whole new humanity is about to be born and to be expanded. So 40 is a very, very interesting and big number of new life an expansion. So there was this time two years ago where I was working at a church that I loved, beautiful Church of the Open Door, Maple Grove, Minnesota. I was convinced I was going to be there for the rest of my working life. And I love the people there. I loved them then. I love them now. Love the staff there. And there inside of me grew a kind of restlessness, which 
uh, at first, and I'd felt that kind of restlessness before. And sometimes you have to just say, I got to ride this out. I got to be patient. Maybe I'm just bored and I need to ride it out. And I tried to do that, but more and more, I got the sense that God was doing something in me, creating something in me uh, that was expanding a heart for something different a vision for something different, and I tried to ignore it. I tried to squash it down. I tried to argue my way out of it, but I could not do it. I was being expanded to hold a whole new vision and a whole new uh, career for me. And so after many, many, many conversations with wise people, of course, the wisest being my wife, we began to discern um, a direction or a calling, if you will. I know that word sounds probably funky to some of you, but I don't know how else to explain it. And it was that we needed to leave this beautiful church that we loved in order to start a new church. And that was very scary. And it felt like I did not really have all that I needed to do that. There was, uh, I mean, making something out of nothing requires a whole lot of work, a whole lot of passion, a whole lot of capacity I wasn't sure that I had. I was 43 at the time. I felt like I was too old. And I didn't want to I didn't want to plant a church. I didn't want to spend the rest of my life setting up chairs. That was like this big thing for me, right? I. But the but the more and more time went on, the more and more I realized that I had been being expanded for just that purpose. And so um, eventually we made the decision to leave. And now this church that we started, Genesis Covenant Church, is about a year and a half old. And I look back, uh, and it's so beautiful, you guys. It's just such a beautiful, quirky little community of people uh, that love each other and are learning to love themselves, learning to love God. Uh, our, our vision for this church is to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere. And I love this vision. No one's left out. We're drawing a wide circle of inclusion and we're really believing that God is creating new beginnings uh, all over the place. And God does the work, and we get to join God's work in doing that. And now that I look back to that really, really anxious time of being expanded, things were confusing, things didn't make a whole lot of sense, but I just kept saying yes to that which I knew how to say yes to. And now, it honestly, on the other side of it, it makes all kinds of sense. And although I still love this church that I left with all my heart, I see now there is absolutely everything right about why I left, about what I did, about this new thing that needed to be started, and even about the way in which I'm wired up to start new things. It all makes so much sense. But on day two, when you're being expanded and you're thinking about leaving a place, thinking about going to a new place, thinking about saying yes, all it feels is uncomfortable. <laughs> There's some excitement to that, but it really feels uncomfortable. So I want to ask the question, where have you been expanding lately? And where do you think you're headed? Maybe you woke up and realized that you needed to quit drinking. Uh, but now you're realizing how much you need to release. You're looking back at that old room and there's some things there you don't want to let go of. There's some things in that old room, old ways of doing things that feel very comfortable. And as you're looking ahead into the new room, it feels very uncomfortable. It feels like a completely new thing. You need to let go of the old things and embrace some new things, but it's scary. And so what I want to ask you is this, is what is the vision that got you thinking about the fact that you needed to quit drinking in the first place? What was it? Was it a family member that said, 
man, I, I just, I feel like I'm losing you. Was it a kid? Was it a DWI? What, what was it? Because I almost guarantee you that it was something startling. It was a day one moment. It was a let there be light moment. It was a burning bush moment. And now that memory has faded a little bit. You need to re-get in touch with that memory so that you can say yes to life. Yes to expanding so that you can embrace the new life that you're headed into. You might spend some years in the wilderness wandering around. Say yes to the expanding. Maybe you've been in counseling and you've been doing some really good work on some issues and you're ready to make some big changes, but it's going to require some conversations with people. It's going to require some new ways of operating in the world, some new boundaries, some new some new ways that you, some new yeses, some new noes, and it feels like you know that initial fire is kind of a distant memory and that initial day one moment, that burning bush moment where you decided to do all these things in the first place, it feels a little like it's fading. But you are expanding. You are growing. So my encouragement to you is let go of those things you know you need to let go of. If you need some help, you need a friend to help you walk that out, do it. Um, Life is far too short to stay stuck in old patterns when you know you need to move ahead into that new room. Uh, Do it. Say yes to expansion. Maybe you're ready to stop pretending you're a writer or an artist or a teacher and actually start writing or start painting or start teaching. Maybe you um, have been saying, yep, I'm a writer. Yep, I'm an artist. Yep, I'm a a teacher. But if you're honest, you're really not doing any of those things. Maybe what you need to do is start a blog, get something out there. Start doing some morning pages, three pages every single morning of just stream of consciousness writing. Maybe you need to buy some canvases and get some oil and start painting. Maybe you need to uh, find a little group of people that want to hear some, some of your teaching and get going. You know you've had that day one moment, that burning bush moment where you, you know you're supposed to do it. You know it's in the cards for you to do it. And what's holding you back is lots of good reasons. There's tons of good reasons for you not to do those things. But I'm telling you that you look down at your belly and it is expanding. It's growing. There's life inside of you. Let the life grow. Can I get an amen? Maybe your rhythms like me aren't working anymore. It's time to find something that works. You are allowed to change it up from time to time. In fact, you need to because you are not a noun, you're a verb, you're becoming, you're not the same tomorrow as you are today. You are someone that needs to flex and grow and get some new routines and rhythms. And let me tell you guys, I am right there right now. There's just some things in my life as my life gets a little more crowded these days There's some disciplines and practices around social media that I need to embrace, around email that I need to embrace. There's some yeses that I need to make. There's some self-care things that I need to do around joy and fun and not taking myself so seriously uh, that I need to do. And it feels uncomfortable. It feels a lot more comfortable just to stay in the old room that's behind me, but I am standing at the threshold and I know I need to move forward because I am expanding. So this is what I'm writing about in this book called Beginnings. 
I write about all seven days of creation, about how following them as a way to follow the way in which you grow is a beautiful and generative metaphor for trying to find out what time it is in your life. Am I in day one? Am I in day two? Am I in day three? As we go week by week, you'll you'll get a sense of who you are and where you are on your journey. In my book, I write all kinds of stories of my own life, stories of scriptures, and uh, my hope is that it really helps you try to define what day you are so that you can expand and become the person that you actually are. So, my friends, many of you are in expanding. You're, you're in day two, and you know it. So my question to you is, what do you need to let go of? And what do you need to embrace? You're standing at a threshold. Picture it. Write it down on a piece of paper. Divide it in two. On the left-hand side, these are the things you're leaving. You're needing to let go of. On the right-hand side, these are the things you think you need to embrace as you walk into that sort of foggy next room where you don't really know what's, what's there, but you're starting to get a picture of what you need to embrace. Get real serious about this. Talk to a friend about this. Talk to your spouse, your roommate about this. And um, say yes to life so that you can expand because day three, as we'll find out next week, is all about seeing the seeds of life that have been embedded in within you by God start to come forth in a beautiful display of goodness and beauty in the world. But you got to go through days one and two to get to day three. Okay, that is enough for this episode, episode 14. I want to tell you lastly what's blowing my mind, and I really mean this. There's a record by Andrew Peterson, and it's called The Burning Edge of Dawn. And I have had it on repeat for the last maybe five days. It is so good, and it's one of those records that just keeps getting better. So thank you, Andrew Peterson. It is a beautiful record. I want to encourage you, buy this one on iTunes, you guys. I know Spotify is this great thing. Yay, I use it. I'm not going to... But every once in a while, you need to commit, gang. And you need to realize that some of these artists that put this great music out, you know, they're making pennies from Spotify. You got to buy it every once in a while. So do that. Get on iTunes. Andrew Peterson, The Burning Edge of Dawn. And don't forget, if you want to enter this uh, contest to win a free book, remember, I'll sign it for you. I'll mail it to you free. Just send me an email, steve at steveweens.com, or send me a picture on Instagram or Facebook, at steveweens, Twitter, uh, hashtag uh, beginningsbook. And it could be funny. It could be poignant. It could be real serious. It could be for someone else. Uh, and I just, I've already heard from some of you because of my blog. Um, but anyway, check that all out on my show notes at steveweens.com. There'll be a link to buy the book, to pre-order the book if you'd like to do that. And there will be a link to Dropbox images to share the memes or just have the memes for the seven days. I think they're pretty cool. David from Tyndale did them. Thank you, David. And I think with that, I will sign off, my friends. For those of you who live in Los Estados Unidos, Happy Thanksgiving for the rest of you. Happy Thursday. Grace and peace, everybody.